0: Hey there guys and welcome to the podcast channel for Impact Student Ministries. My name is Pastor Aaron and I'm the student pastor at Eubank Baptist Church and this is our podcast channel. This is um, a way that we share our content, our conversations with our students and so I'm glad that you're here. Um, I tell our students almost every Wednesday that most of them choose to be a part of what is going on here at back Baptist church for our students and what I also know is that if you are uh, checking out this conversation here on our podcast channel you're doing that by choice more than likely no one's making you no one's forcing you but you're choosing to listen into and, and to be a part of the conversation so thank you for that we're glad that you're here and I want to jump right into the content jump right into the conversation uh, this week that we have with our students and if you were uh, with us last week or maybe you you checked out the conversation um on this podcast from last week you you know that we began a series that we're calling do not fear and uh one thing that we said from the very beginning of, of the opening conversation was that it is possible to experience not being fearful in this heavy life i know i've been in churches before i've been a part of services and i've heard the pastor i've heard the speaker say something and i've and i found myself thinking yeah, that sounds nice. That sounds great, but but that's not gonna happen for me, right? We we hear certain things and, and maybe we we believe that we're we're the one exception. That yes, God promises to protect us and God promises to love and care about us, but hey, I'm the one exception to that. So um this this reality of, of, of being not fearful in today's time and today's culture, it is so much more than a nice saying. It's it's so much more than Something to hope for. It it is a reality that God promises us, and as we continue in this series with this conversation, we're going to see. We're, we're going to continue to see that God gives us certain things that gives us the capability to not be fearful um, in this life. And last week we we began by by look by looking at and and by seeing that uh, one thing that God gives us to to not be fearful is is He gives us peace. He he gives us peace, um, and that peace that he gives is different than what the world gives and it, it surpasses all understanding. And so uh we said last week that one that one thing that God gives us to not be fearful is peace. And uh just like I did um in in our last conversation, I wanna begin uh by by sharing something else that God gives us to not be fearful. Share something else that's gonna really drive our conversation in this moment, and that's this that God Gives us protection, he gives us protection, like I we said last week. God communicates this reality of not being fearful, not being afraid. He communicates it several times throughout scripture um and we said that he he'll he'll communicate him he'll communicate that message himself or he'll use a prophet and last week in our conversation, we saw that he uh spoke this promise, spoke this reality himself, and and what we're going to see in, in in this week's conversation is that he's going to speak this uh, reality through a prophet. Um, and so we're going to start in Isaiah chapter 43, and we're going to go to a couple different places. Um, so before we go any further, let me, let, let me just read uh, to you Isaiah 43, verses 1 and 2. And let me just say this. If you uh, are, are, are listening right now, pause this and go find your own copy of the Bible. Pull it up on your phone. Do something, because we believe... That God's word is living, which means that no matter where you are, no matter um how you see it, that if you open God's word, if you spend time reading and engaging in God's word, He's going to speak to you. He's going to talk to you. Um, so we want you to be a part of the conversation, be a part of what God is doing um through this content. So please uh pause it if you have to and go find a Bible. But we're going to start in Isaiah chapter forty three, and I'm going to read verses one and two for us. It says, "But now this is what the Lord says." He he who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze so throughout the rest of our uh, time together in this episode, in this, in, in, in this conversation, I want to use these verses in Isaiah uh, to serve as our anchor. And we're going to start here. We, we did start here. And, and at the end, we're, we're going to come back to this. But what I hope to accomplish in this moment is is to answer one simple question. And that question is this. How do we know that God will protect us? If God gives us protection, if God tells us, to not be afraid. How do we know that he will follow through on that? How do we know that he will come through for that? Um, one thing that, that I believe is that whenever anyone opens the Bible and reads a particular passage of scripture, there's a part of them that, that thinks, well, how does this apply to me? If I'm going to read about God's love, God's protection, God's care, how does it apply to me? So I want to answer that question um, in this moment. How do we know that God will protect us. So there's a couple of things for us that I want us to consider. And the first thing is this, is that God created us. Um, the reason that he will protect us is because he created us. And just like, uh, you know, d- just like you and I would protect something that we create, you know, God does the same thing for us. You know, if if you have a project at school and you, have an assignment to make something and you make it, you're going to protect that thing from being destroyed or being damaged before or between leaving the house on the day of and school. Or maybe uh, you're an adult listening and you have a project coming up. You have um, some sort of pitch coming up. You're going to do whatever you can to protect that thing, to make sure that it makes it to where it needs to go. And just like we do that with the things that we create, God does that with us because we, because we are a part of what God created, and in Isaiah forty three, verse one, what we just read is that we we see Isaiah use the words created and formed, and and what he's saying is that God created Jacob and He formed Israel. Now, if we were to go read Genesis chapter one. Verse 27, we would see the moment that God created man and woman in, in in his image. But for a moment, I want to go to a different verse uh, in Psalms that speaks on how God specifically formed. Because one of the cool things about the creation story is that he spoke everything into existence. He said, let there be this, let there be that, and it was. But we were the only things, we are the only things in the creation story that says that he created so everything else he spoke into being but for us he created us he took the time to form us and to make us in his likeness but in psalms chapter 139 we see this this beautiful description of how god specifically formed us so in, in psalms chapter 139 verses 13 through 14 and then and then verse 16 it, it, it speaks on so I, I just want to read that for a moment Psalms 139, verses 13, 14, and then verse 16. It says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Verse 16. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be so what did what what does this mean for us when when we look at how God specifically formed us what does that mean for us today well first thing is that God created our core which means that he fully knows us think about that that he fully knows us you know there are people in our lives that know us and they know us fairly well and pretty well. Um, I know for me, I'm married. I have a daughter and my wife. She knows me. She knows things about me that others might not. I share more with her. So she knows me uh, the best out of anybody. But even more than her, God knows me fully. God knows me completely. And this should give us some comfort. This should give you comfort, give me comfort, because this means that he knows every single part of us, even the parts that we don't like about ourselves and the parts that we try to keep hidden or suppressed from others. Um, Because we would all say there's things about us that we don't particularly enjoy. We would say there's things about us that we don't like. And so we would say that, hey, there's some things that I want to keep hidden. There's some things that I want to keep kind of suppressed and not um, up, up on the surface, but God knows all those things. God knows all the things that we try to hide, all the things that we try to keep hidden. And despite all of our mistakes and the things about us that we would call flaws, God still says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That when he made us, when he planned out our days, he knew what we were going to do. He knew that we were going to make mistakes. He knew that we were going to mess up, but yet he still calls us fearfully and wonderfully Made. I, I I believe this takes the pressure off of 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 trying to fit in. A lot of people will do or say anything or believe something or or really give up anything. To feel as if they fit into today's culture, right? We have uh, trends, we have styles, and it can be. And people would say that if you aren't following this particular brand, if you're not following this particular person, if you're not doing this particular thing, then you don't fit in. You are an outcast. You are not part of today's culture. But listen, and, and maybe you're one of those people, maybe you're someone who tries to feel as if they fit in, and maybe it's hard for you. Maybe no matter how hard you try, you just can't fit in. Well, can I tell you this? That God created us in a way to fit in with Him from the very beginning. That when God made us, when He created us, when He formed us in His image, He He, he created us in a way to fit in with Him from the very beginning. So you've had a place from the very beginning to fit in with. You've had a person from the very beginning to fit in with. And I don't, I, I don't want us to miss. What is being said in verse 16, we, we, we read about the reality of God divinely ordaining our days before the first one even took place. And what this tells me is that nothing I go through surprises God. And you can say the same thing. There's nothing that we experience that catches Him off guard. There's nothing about our lives, nothing about our experiences that surprises Him. Because you know why? Because He ordained those things. He ordained those days. He knows, he knows how our life is going to play out even even the end of it he knows when we'll, when, when we'll be called up to heaven, he knows all those things, and so nothing surprises him and this also tells me that 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 when he was or that when he was ordering our days, aligning them divinely orchestrating them, that he was protecting us. I truly believe that 's why in second Corinthians chapter four verses eight and nine we read what we read and this is a this is a very comforting verse just for a moment I want to read to you second Corinthians chapter 4 verses eight and nine because I, I I love these verses I have spoken on them several several times but but listen to what it says it says we are hard pressed on every side but not crushed perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. So no matter how tough life gets, no matter how hard pressed we are, no matter how perplexed, how confused we are, no matter how persecuted, no matter matter how many times we're struck down, we are not destroyed because God is protecting us in that because he created us. That's the first thing that God created us. But the second thing, the second reason, the second uh, reason that we can know in full confidence that God is going to protect us is that he redeems us. God redeems us. I'm going to go. And so, um, so, so yeah, God redeems us. And if someone wants to protect another person, they will more than likely do everything that they can To save them from a dangerous situation or a dangerous ending Uh, for parents, if they see their child going in the wrong direction, if they see their child uh, making a mistake, if they they see their child going uh, towards a destination that is not good for them, they will step in and say, hey, let's have a conversation. Hey, let's, let's talk a moment because where you're going, what you're doing is not okay. So just as a parent steps in to protect their children, God does that for us especially when he sees us going in the wrong direction, especially when he sees us going and and, and doing things that just aren't okay. And according to the dictionary, redemption is defined as two things. The first thing, the action of saving or being saved from sin, error or evil. And the second definition is the action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment for clearing a debt. Simply put, someone who is redeemed is saved and brought back. In Ephesians chapter 1, verses verses 6 through 8, we see just how God redeems us. So check out or or listen to what Ephesians chapter 1, verses 6 through 8 says. It says to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves and him. We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. So what we see here is that being redeemed by God is an experience that is freely given. It simply comes down to whether or not we choose to experience it. So no matter what your story has been, no matter what uh, you're currently going through right now, no matter how unworthy, no matter how messed up you feel, no matter how um, how flawed you feel, no matter what your story is, God uh, is, is offering this to anyone and everyone. And while being redeemed won't cost you or I much, it's going to cost us something. It's going to cost us to not live for ourselves, but live for Jesus. It's going to cost us something. It cost God everything. because see, our, our redemption was gained by Jesus giving everything and losing his life. He went as far as to lose his life for us, for me, for you. And I really want that to sink in for a moment, that because of God's love for you, because of Jesus loving you, He went through what He did. You know the reason that that you and I can have life, or can can, can have can have life, can have a place in God's family, and can ne- and and will never experience death is because of what Jesus went through on the cross, and simply because God wanted to protect you wanted to protect me from a life without him so all this is possible it's it's possible to be peaceful in this heavy life it's possible to experience life after that to never taste the sting of death it's possible to be a part of god's family but it but it comes through a relationship with jesus in fact john chapter 14 verse 6 tells us very clearly that jesus is the way the truth and the life that no one comes to the father Except through me. So to be as straightforward as I can, because one thing that I've committed to myself uh, in in, in our conversations this year for 2023 to our students is to not hold back. I'm not um, pulling my punches. I'm not holding back. I'm going to be as straightforward as I can. I'm going to be as honest as I can. So so in this moment, to be as straightforward as I can, these things aren't possible for you if you don't know Jesus. If you don't have that relationship, these things that we just talked about, having peace, uh, having a life. Um, having a place in God's family never um, having to experience death it all comes through a relationship with Jesus. so if you don't have that you won't experience these things And that's as honest as I can be that's why someone has to get this right before anything else and maybe you're listening and this resonates with you maybe you're listening and you need to stop playing church and fully commit to Jesus because here's the thing a lot of people play church a lot of people sound the part they they look the part. Um, they they show up uh, to the services to the events. They talk. They're encouraging. Uh, but some of those same people. They don't know just because they've never made that full commitment to Him because it's not a church membership. It's not a church attendance. It's not uh, being a part of every event, being a part of every ministry. It's not um, praying every meal. It's not reading the Bible from left to right 10 times or whatever. And those things you should do. You should do all those things, but those aren't the things that get you right with God. The only thing that gets you right with God is a relationship with jesus so that's why we do what we do that's why we have these that's why we do so many things that's why we try to, to to push out this content in so many ways we have our instagram live we have this podcast because we want people to hear the truth and the reality that the only way to have everything you need everything you want and more is through a relationship with jesus and so the second reason why we can be confident in god's protection for us is that he redeems us and as we begin to to close out this conversation, as we begin to close out uh, this moment, I want to uh, share just the final thing for us to consider, the final takeaway. So not only did God create us, not only does He redeem us, but God cares about us. He cares about us. And I want to go back to Isaiah chapter forty three for a moment in verse two. Like I said, we we started here and we're and we're coming back uh, coming back to this. But in verse two, um, I don't want us to miss. Uh, what's being said here but in Isaiah chapter 43 verse 2 check out what it says Um, especially in light of of God caring for us but in in Isaiah chapter 43 verse 2 it says when you pass through the waters I will be with you and when you pass through the rivers they will not sweep over you when you walk through the fire you will not be burned the flames will not set you a blaze, You know, a natural human response to passing through rough waters and rivers or walking through fire that might be a difficult situation or a difficult relationship is to become anxious, right? Even as we go through and experience this heavy life, it can be so easy to be anxious. It can feel as if the only emotion to have, the only thing to feel in response to this or that is to be anxious because there's a lot of things, there's a lot of people that will make us question what we believe, that will make us question what we know, that make us question just life in general, and so it can be very easy to to be anxious, to be uh, just just nervous about everything. And so, what are we supposed to do with that? Maybe you know what it's like. You know what it's like to be anxious. You know how heavy. It can get, you know, especially if you're someone that others come to to talk to. If you're someone that that people come and they and they share their anxieties, they share their burdens with you. You know what it's like to carry your own stuff and then also carry other people's things. As a pastor, I do that a lot. I have my own stuff going on, but then I, but then I have conversations with people, with students that that I carry their stuff with them, and, it, and it, it's it's a joy for me. But it gets heavy sometimes, and so you know what it's like to experience heavy anxiousness. So what are we supposed to do with that? What are we supposed to do with that? How how we handle that? Well, in 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 7, we see a very simple and clear answer to that question. So check out what 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I don't know about you, but when I read this verse, sometimes I find myself wondering I feel I, I find myself asking why would God give us an open invitation to give him our anxiety because again you know how heavy anxiety can be. You know how heavy being anxious can be not only for yourself but but for others around you. I know as a parent my my anxiety level at times is not just because of myself. It's because I, I worry about my daughter. I worry about um just everything going on that that might have a direct impact on her so in response to that god gives us an open invitation to give him our anxieties and when I think about why he would do that because honestly we wouldn't do that we 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 don't we don't most people don't carry around a sign on 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 their chest that says, "Give me all your anxieties, give me all your worries, give me all your struggles, let me hear about it just just lay them on me we don't we don't do that so the only reason that I can come up with as to why God would do that why God would say that in this particular verse is that God gives us the open invitation because he can handle it. He never gets tired of listening to us, or gets annoyed by how many times we come to him. He never stops inviting us to bring anything and everything to him. Now, Satan, the enemy, who is very real, and we're going to talk about it. We're 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 going to call him out. We're we're going to bring him to the light. But Satan, the enemy, he would love for you to think or believe that God has a limit when it comes to you. He would love for you to think that there is a limit uh, that God has when it comes to being there for us. That if we reach that number, if we Go to him this many times and we exceed that, that that God will just stop caring about us. But what we know is that God will never stop caring about us. In fact, it says in the Bible that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. There is no limit to how many times we can come to God. The enemy is crafty and he will do anything that he can to deceive us and make us question what we know and believe about God. And if you don't believe me, go check out uh, Genesis chapter 3, where we see uh, Satan, where we see the enemy really working. Um, and, and, and spoiler alert, if you if you join us this coming uh, Sunday morning uh, in, in, in our worship experience for, for our church, we're going to spend time in, in Genesis chapter 3, we're going to spend time looking at that moment that sin came into the picture. And so the enemy would love for you to believe that God has a limit with you. But I can. But let me tell you the truth that there is no limit when it comes to God. In fact, again, He says, "Cast all your anxiety on Him." There's no limit there. He doesn't say, "Cast all your anxieties on on Him" or "Cast them on onto me." Up until fill in the blank. No, it says, "Cast all your anxiety on Him," because He cares about you. There's no limit to that. So we know that God will protect protect us because He cares about us. And so, maybe you're listening, and you need to spend. Some time reflecting on God and the ways that He ha- that that He has and is protecting you and thanking him for it. Maybe, maybe you're feeling anxious right now. Maybe even as you listen to a conversation about being anxious, um, it 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 makes you scared because you are anxious, thinking about your anxiousness. You are uh, you, you get anxiety thinking about your anxiety. Uh, maybe that's you. Maybe uh, you are struggling to some degree on the inside, and maybe people know, maybe people don't know. But maybe you need to be reminded in this moment, in this conversation, that God is protecting you, that even though you feel hard pressed on every side, that no matter where you look, their anxiety is, no matter how uh, many times you've been struck down, no matter how many times you've come to the end of the day and you've been just done and over it, even in all that, God has protected you and you're still here. So whatever the conversation is that God's having with you, I just want to encourage you to press into that. And I wonder what would happen if when we experienced fear, we would press into God's protection. So, hey, thanks for joining us. Check us out next week for the the final message of the series. And then, and, and even better, check us out in person. But either way, we'll see you guys next week.